Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. Tylenol, poison Tylenol. And you want to know why the pharmaceutical industry is run by people in our generation. Right. <laughs> if you make me play Operation and go and play on a slip and slide in my front yard where I'll just slide into an oak tree oh, and, and also, allergies. And uh, yarts, the giant. <gasps> yes, yeah. well, lawn darts. Right. That was when my, my parents would give me massive darts and told me and my brother, who were mortal enemies to go out and play in the backyard, throw these things in the air, and hope that you don't die. It's amazing. That and then the freak carnival rides. Yes, there was always something that flew off the zipper. Nothing good ever happened on a zipper ride. Is a zipper the thing that goes around in like an oval? Yes, and then it, in addition to that, now you've got the oval itself turning, but then the whole device turns, and they rotate the device. So you're doing like... Triple 360s. It's a I'm terrible kidding. idea. You add cotton candy, hot dogs, sugar, full sugar Coke, and you put all that in a child's stomach, and then you throw them on the zipper in the no. tilt-a-whirl, and you're like, I'll see you in an hour. We had a ride called The Edge, and <laughs> it was, you. I think you laid down, and then you went straight up. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then it came crashing down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it came crashing down and it didn't stop. What? Where? It, this was in Chicago, Illinois. At um, or I'm sorry, I think was it Skokie, Skokie, Illinois, Six Flags Great America theme park. Oh, nothing good happens at Six Flags. It's lawless. I love it. <laughs> and it's it, not far off from Action Park. The the brakes didn't stop, so it crashed and like I think a couple of people died. Oh so my god! That was. Gone. Now, I don't know if this is an urban legend, mm-hmm. and this was all, was this at Six Flags or, no, where did I work? Bush Gardens. I worked at in Bush West, Gardens in- the West Florida Sun. I did the Virginia. I was Williamsburg, Virginia, Bush Gardens. I was a French singer. Mm. I never told oh, you this. We oui. oui. You were a French I, singer? I was a, a person who went out, and it was me and one other guy, and we couldn't stand each other, and that was it. That's your cast. This is who you see, me and every this day? one other guy. Every day. Did you ever find common ground and we're like, he's a nice guy? No, never happened. Okay. I even hated his name. It was it was a shitty name, Daniel something. I, I've blocked out so much of this. And so we were strolling performers at Bush Gardens, but you can't leave. You know how Bush Gardens is divided by country? I know nothing about Bush Gardens. You know Gardens. nothing about Bush Gardens. I only Ga- know the theme song. It's a theme park that is connected <clears throat> to a brewery. And nobody blinked about this. They were like, I know what's a perfect combination Is there with more alcohol. Than one? Yeah, there's two. There's one in Tampa. But the main brewery, the Bush Brewery, was is in oh, Virginia. Oh, is that why it's called Bush Gardens? Bush Gardens. Never knew that. Anheuser Bush Gardens. Never knew that. They and you would go, you could do the brewery tour, and then you take the train over to the theme park and it drops you in England. So the way Bush Gardens is divided, it's by countries. There's England, France, don't look, for, then all of a sudden China's right there. We're not going for actual proper geography okay. here. But when you were a strolling performer, you couldn't leave your country of origin, well. <laughs> which frankly, 
is, you know, well, it was almost like it was training us for this pandemic. Yeah. Not unless you have vaccinations. Sure. So me and this one other guy, we would, and France was small. There wasn't much to France. There wasn't a ride in France. We had an ice cream shop and a wacky hat store. And that was all we had. Were there roller coasters or was it like one roller coaster for the whole park? There were multiple roller coasters, but not nothing cool was in France. Okay. You could get the that sky ride that would take you to cooler places. Like the basket? Yeah, you get in the basket and it takes you above the theme park. Mm-hmm. And then it always dropped in France, which was the disappointment zone, which is where I worked. I always thought, thought France was disappointing anyway. I, it's at, Maybe they were going for reality. I, I don't like know. I'm, I'm sorry, Pod. I did not like France. That, neither did I. You and me both. I said I never need to go back there again. I and do I don't not. know if I was also traumatized by working at Bush Gardens, France. Could be. Could be. Because I had to wear uh, a bustled skirt and a bonnet and sing multiple French songs. Did you have like a corset? Uh, no. No, I oh, don't think I did. But it was, yeah. Because they didn't have the money for the under things. Mm. They just no, I mean had on the outside. You know, no, like no, no, I wasn't like, like a woman of the night. I wasn't like, like a, a lovely sa- lady. <laughs> like a St. Paulie's girl. Like, here's my tits and two, two mugs of beer. I would have liked that so much more <laughs> if the Bush Gardens had like a dark zone. And you go to France and I just, I have mud and shit on my face. I'm like, oh, governor. Wait, what, why am I British? Because that's... Uh, je ne, je uh, ne peux bonjour, bonsoir. Bonsoir, you sit on my face, sir. Wait, what? What did she say? We're just trying to get to the sky ride. I, I've French personified one of Jenny's uh, toys. I think I've told you that. Oh, yeah, the the acorn. Yeah. Le corn. Yeah. Bonjour, Jennifer. We meet again. <laughs> <laughs> and now it is time for your dinner. <laughs> and now it is time to throw me down the hall. Everybody's ripped my insides out. I had to learn 20 French songs, and they were on this music box. So we'd go out, and we'd roll the music box around. and then Like we'd... a monkey, like in, in Phantom of the Opera. Exactly. That was me. I was a performing monkey. What and, the But if the music box broke, then we, oh, how sad. We can't do our show without the music box. And I would go in the music box and rip the tape every now and then. <laughs> I was trying to just make money and not do any work there. That's fair. Yeah. What kind of songs did you sing? This is La Vie en Rose. Oh, La Vie en Rose? Yeah, and there was a couple other ones. But... Or like that weird pop version that you just tried well, to Well, that was La Vie en Rose, but with my mother's voice. Mm. And that was, for some reason, when I did a French accent, I could only do my mother's voice. So I basically really developed my mother's voice in the French other area of Bush sure. Yeah. What other songs you got? <sighs> uh... Nope, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's all. Speaking 20 of... songs I had to memorize, completely gone from my in brain. In French. In French. Not like. Oh, I was fired. Did I mention that? No. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's because you destroyed the machine. I, I did not like it there. No shit. And you couldn't leave your country. So I would go to the edge of England and put my hand into England and be like, I'm in England. I am not. I'm in England. I am back. It, did you like wave like. Like it is a cruise ship. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And like throw like confetti off. Yes. Every no. time someone left. Mm. I, I I did not get along with the entertainment director there. And I just, I hated it. I mm. hated it so much. I, strolling performers are just basically janitors in a better costume. It, it, they were just shit. I cannot even 
I think we know my social anxiety. Level. You would hate this. I cannot. I mean, you know, at Comic Con, how difficult it was for me. It was literally like my skin was going to crawl because I hate doing that. Forced interaction <clears throat> is the worst. I mean, and this is our product, which we're very happy to put up, but it's still, it's just like you're. Like, I don't. It's so antithetical to who we are. I agree. I agree. And yet I have found myself in that situation more times than I care to say. Mm-hmm. This episode that we are currently in is the final one of Beautiful Pride Month. So in keeping with our Pride Month theme, and if you have not listened to our Pride episode, go back a couple, check it out. You should be binging us anyway. It's highly entertaining. I think it's called Herpes, Lipsticky Juice, and Claire. That's the episode. Um, nice. We we give you listeners an, an assignment. I'm just remixing right now. So in the episode, the Pride episode, we told the listeners, you good listeners, to reach out with your coming out stories because Patty shared his coming out story. So we gave you the assignment to email us or send us a voicemail or write it out, whatever, any way. And we've gotten a couple of hits. We played one last week, and uh, we have another faithful listener who has shared his coming out story with us. So, um, if I could turn back tell. <laughs> if anybody's coming out story starts with share, I mean, you're going to have a good life. I'm just saying. I really hope that. Not saying, just saying. So, uh, here is from faithful listener James Donegan on his coming out experience. Hey guys, James here. You know what a fan I am of the podcast. I really love you guys. And uh, I was not going to share my coming out story because I think it's pretty typical. I came out, it was a rocky time for a little while. Ultimately, everyone came around. I've now been with my husband for 15 years. We've been married for seven of those. Uh, But I realized in listening to today's podcast that Until I heard Aaron McGuire describe how to put in a tampon, I was not entirely sure that I was a homosexual. But now I know. And I thank you for your service. Have a great day. Well, James, not all heroes wear capes. That's true. You know, I'm glad that I could do something for the LGBTQIA plus community and keeping you in the homosexual sphere by describing in graphic detail how to, I was said how to install a tampon. How to well, same diff. How to I insert guess. one. You're installing it essentially. Um, so we thank you, James Donigan. I laughed out loud when I heard that coming out story. Very entertaining. I literally was expecting a tearjerker. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't have time to listen to it earlier because now. I'm completely shocked. I know. See, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, so wow. glad that you okay. didn't. It's a surprise. Okay. Like I've said before, the tears will be rolling down your legs. That's right. Sometimes we're heartfelt and sometimes... And mostly we're not. We have no heart. <laughs> I love that coming out story. So uh, I thank you for using me as a source of inspiration to stay gay. To just test your homosexuality. Yes, I will push you to the limits of your homosexuality. Yes. Yes, I couldn't be gayer if I wanted to sitting next to you. <laughs> Welcome to Dare Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Joel Osteen. Who? Joel Osteen. Oh, the pastor? Yeah. And I'm Apollonia. Who's she? Are you serious? Are you kidding me? No. 
Apollonia? Who's Apollonia? Prince? Oh, 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 Apollonia. Okay. Okay. And we're coming to you from the Maha Apollonia bar (laughs) in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Oh, my God, Becky. Look at her butt. Oh. It is so big. Baby got back. Ah. Baby got back. Baby got back. Yeah. Baby got back. Oh, my God. That's on a par with you doing a dramatic reading of Kelly Rowland's work. Work, bitch. Put it oh, in. Wait, no, that's not. And put it in this week, like all weeks, because we're laying out the advice articles of Ann Landis and Dear Abby. We're placing them gently on the bearskin rug mm. and caressing them and telling them doing? it's going to be, we're lighting a tobacco candle <laughs> and maybe something in a mandarin scent. We're bringing Ooh, like out that. the oils. We're rubbing them down. You and like we're that? reading the advice articles of Ann Landers. Dear Abby, let me relax your tension mm, with yeah. my fingers Ooh, and my social really media. Tight. Your glutes really need to be worked out. You should follow us online mm. uh, at Dear Pot Official on Instagram, oh, Twitter, my finger going Facebook. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, um, we have a oh. website, like uh, dearpotofficial.com. Mm. Um, mm. If you, I have a lot of you tension there. If you just yeah, and then uh, you can listen really to all hard. of our episodes there. But you can also email Sweating. us, official at gmail.com if you have any advice questions you that need great. to be answered. Thank you, and need to be answered. We'll do that. Thanks, do I work out. No, I just do a lot of abductor work. Right. Oh, yeah, and uh, oh. finally, and most important, if you want to give us some money, <laughs> go to patreon.com slash artificial and follow <laughs> us. Become a patron for 3 or $5 a month. Let's get real lux. Give, sign up for the Vianetta level, people, at $5 and see what extra tidbits you're going to get. And hey, at the $5 Vianetta level, maybe... Patty will come to your house and massage you on the bearskin rug with like um, an assortment of juices, oh, yeah. berries, oh, gravies, a oils. Surprise. <laughs> surprise! <laughs> so, yes, you have all of our information, damn it. You can find us at Dear Pod Official anywhere in the world. Put us on Friendsta, MySpace, whatever. We're easy to find, we're easy to stock, and we're easy to throw money at, like a easy cheap whore on the corner of France and England and Bush Gardens. Get baby. your pussy here, free right cock. Here, free free cock. Pussy. You Give like comedy, away. free cock? <laughs> Wait, what? I do like both. Oh. Is that a comedy cock? I'm very excited about this week's theme, because I feel like I have a lot to say on this topic. Oh, we're not done? Oh, we can still... I'm just we kidding. Can, um, Are you a Disney it. person? I mean, other than James being on The Lion King. I have gone in and out of an experience with Disney. I loved it as a child. I enjoyed it as an adult. Okay. I think um, then then I went there with my family when they did the marathon weekend. Disney was having a marathon weekend, which we thought, you know, January is a perfect time to go. Nobody's there. Holidays are over. No, in order to get money flooded into Disney, more so than every other damn day of the year, they have a marathon weekend. And we went on that marathon weekend, shoulder to shoulder. I have never seen it so chaotic. Everything was an absolute mess. And from that moment, I was like, I hate you, Disney. I'm never coming here again. Like marathon, like there was a marathon there or like marathon people? No. uh, Yeah. Marathon people were trying to run marathons, but running a marathon in Disney means... Take your time. Walk it if you want. No. They had 5Ks. They had 10Ks. They had half marathons Mm. and they had fulls. And these are not the people that are trying to run a marathon. You're not running a marathon if you're walking and taking pictures while you're doing it. No. 
And it starts at four in the morning. And people line up outside in front of your hotel room with cowbells and noisemakers. So at 5 a.m., there is a woman right outside the hotel room hitting a cowbell. And my cousin heard me from the other room going, I'm going to shove that cowbell up her ass. So from that point on, I was like, F off, Disney. Between that tampon and that cowbell, she's full. (laughs) I have been to Disney. Here's the thing. I like a theme park where where I know that there is an end point. Like I've hit all the rides Uh and it's done. Disney seems like, oh, there's another day that I have to come back and ride more rides. Mm-hmm. Not interested. Like it's sometimes it's too big. It's too overwhelming. I was not raised on Disney. I appreciate Disney. Mm-hmm. I appreciate Jim being part of the Lion King for as long as he has. Mm, thank you, Disney. Um, I like the idea of Disney uh-huh. for the most part. Uh-huh. I think it's just too big. But I, I love I love I love the magic that it represents. I also love that. The Tower of Terror is by far my favorite ride in existence, no matter where I go. It's no longer the Tower of Terror. I know. I know. Which They've changed drives it. me fucking crazy. I know. Why it had everything I liked. Broken. I know. Vintage it had... Hollywood, mm-hmm. Twilight Zone, and yeah. then a death drop. Where sitting next to my mother, it's the most fun you'll ever have. The screams, the hair, it was lovely. I agree that that like magic moments could be can be made there. Mm-hmm. And I like the experience of it. It's also not really in my mind like a, I like rides, like mm-hmm. pick me up and drop me. I love an aggressive roller coaster, oh, you know, I because I'm an adrenaline junkie. Sure. So pick me up and throw me across your amusement park. I don't go to Disney for that kind of rush. It's It's more of like you go there for the whole ambiance and experience of it. If it's a good experience. The most recent time I went there, I did have a good experience. I do have a cap on how long I can be there. I can't. I used to be somebody who's like, let's get up at seven. We're going to crush it all. And now I'd be like, by noon, I'd be like, I need to go back to the hotel and just sit in a jacuzzi. I, I, I'm done. I don't like um, the the theme parks that blow out Main Street Americana. It makes me nervous. Why? There's something about Americana <laughs> what just, if it was just like overtly racist as you walked out? <laughs> well, because it it kind of I I've always felt this. There's always something about it. I'm like this is a tad creepy. What I do seem to always go for is like like the the wooden area. But those are the types of that's the side of the park that or like the throwback like 1960s. 50s. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the Mad Men Park. Yeah. But the Americana always is like. It creeps me out. Okay, I don't know. It just, I don't. It just rubs me the wrong way. Is it that there's always like a barbershop quartet just waiting, waiting to pop around from a corner and be like, "Light a rose, I'm home again." Yes. Also, because I don't like those types of musicals or movies, either. They make you tense. There's something that I'm like, this is wrong. Like, there's something wrong about it. Yeah, it's a little bit. Um, the movie Get Out. Yeah. Yeah, there is a little, okay. I'm like, oh, so we're going to pretend, uh, we're going to pretend <laughs> the the history of the United States is 100% accurate. Okay. With, with how we, I'll how be this in Frontierland yeah. trying to smoke this tree. Let me know <laughs> yeah. when you're done. I'm going to go to Frontierland where the original, original um, inhabitants of the land are. Yeah, where people are wearing raccoon skins. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
I here's but what, you racists have fun with your bonnets. There's an aspect of Disney that always fascinates me, and that is the adults at Disney who buy wacky hats, and the amount of adults, middle-aged people walking around with a giant birthday cake on their head, and that they just cheap. spent thirty bucks for exactly that. I'm going. Where are you gonna wear that hat again? Tell me that you're gonna make it worthwhile and wear it to like a meeting so that you can be in the boardroom with a hat on and and be completely serious and be like, this is just what I'm wearing today. This is me. I must confess that I purchased a hat. What kind? It is a moose hat. Okay. Where were you? Um it was in Disney. It was in Disney. So then it's a goofy it a, hat, probably. It's not a moose. No, it's a moose. Proper? It's a proper moose hat. Okay. I don't know why I bought it. I thought it was so fucking hilarious. I never wore it again, <laughs> but I made it. Um, I made Teddy wear it and take pictures. I don't know what's wrong with me. But that, it's You okay. get wrapped up in crap. I know. It's like I the, mean, I'm it's disappointed like, in it's you. Like, it's like the last you know aisle at Target. You're like, I think I need this. I think I need a... No one should impulse purchase tampons? a Fantasia wizard hat. No, but which, all by the way, should... my jewels has. Of well, course. No, it was given to me as a gift on my birthday. Oh, look at him trying okay. to defend himself. Okay. But he has worn it casually oh, out to dinner. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Where are you wearing these hats afterwards, people? I don't even have this hat anymore. Let's be honest. It was like forty-five dollars. You're getting really nervous, and you're really defending yourself a lot on this. Well, I feel like I need to expose myself. You spent forty-five dollars on a moose hat at that Disney I, that I never wore. Again. Of course not. I didn't even wear it there. You should have I never, worn it. I don't think I've ever worn it. I think there. No, there's one picture that I have of me wearing it. I'm like, oh, what, what is wrong? Look, like, just happened? get the photo up and move. Oh, no, go on. I don't. I mean. But what I do prefer... I would wear it to Target. Like, I would wear it to do errands. But but just wear it as if you're wearing a baseball cap. Never address it. Right. Go to, like, go mattress shopping or whatever. It's like those assholes that wear, like, hat. in Green Bay that wears the giant, like... Cheese head. Cheese. Uh-huh. And they're like, this is great. As if they're wearing, like, a pirate hat. And you're like, you have, first of all... See you at the club. What What are you wearing? And then, what are you wearing on your head? You haven't made any good choices today. <laughs> From your feet to the top of your Look head. Look in your mirror and ask yourself if you are making any good choices. Mm-hmm. Now, see, I given the choice of a theme park, I will always take uh, a Universal Studios over at Disney because they have these thrill rides, these like, Never oh, been. intense, so good, such good rides. Um, but I do love a roller coaster. There was one, only one time where I felt like I went too far, and that was when I worked at Bush Gardens, and they they had to come out with a brand new roller coaster called Alpengeist or something, and it was supposed to be it was a dangling roller coaster. It was all very new to us. It's like, oh my god, my legs are floating in space. I love those. I love that. I love a roller coaster where like, well, we've never put bodies in this position before. Exactly. Let's do it and add two Gs of velocity, like the Batman ride. Exactly. Something where you're like lying down. Yes. Yeah. G- give me a weird position and throw me into space. Mm-hmm. But the Time Magazine was coming to take photos of this new coaster, and they wanted bodies on it. So they're like, anybody, hey. <laughs> anybody. That means that they had. We've got fifty of these more bodies. We've so. got all these actors. These are disposable. <laughs> Use these. Oh, it hasn't been tested yet. Ladies and gentlemen, please get on the ride. Yes, welcome the cast 
of of just fueling round that's playing 20 times a day in England. <laughs> so ridiculous. So we did it. We did the, the photo shoot and it was like nine in the morning and I had to work at 10. And I rode this coaster 18 times in a row. Was it good? The first six were great. Seven through 12, getting a little tired. Sure. 12 through 18, I started blacking out well, on the turns. Of course you did. And I thought, did anybody? And the, I, we went, we did a loop, and the guy I was seated next to was like, hey, did you just black out back there? Because I did. And I was like, yeah, I did. It's so much fun. Let's do this five or six more times. And then I have to go to France and pretend I know what I'm doing when I'm singing French songs with a guy that I hate. He's like, cool. I don't really know you very well. Daniel Tater. His name was Daniel Tater. I'm sorry. Oh. That's a terrible name. Tater Tot. Frost. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like a roller coaster. I like a roller coaster. I also like a traveling fair with those rides that any moment can fall apart. Don't know why. Traveling fair? What do you mean? You know, like those pop-up carnivals. Oh, oh, like a 4-H sort of, we don't know, a 15-year-old put this uh, Tilt-A-Whirl yeah. I don't together. know how it got put together. It doesn't sound right. It's just Let's aching go. to be a Final Destination movie. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh -huh. Like this will be gone next week after the Sears closes. Mm -hmm. How come there's only one cart? The other three flew off last night. <laughs> Let's go, ladies and there's gentlemen. There's always a story of a kid who gets beheaded. There's always an urban story that follows always. those. Kid fell on a track. We had so we had um, funnel cakes and fear. Still don't like a funnel cake. We had, so, so we had Six Flags, Great America, which was great. Yep, and we yep. also had Kitty Land, which has now been torn down. It was like the kids park, which is near where I grew up. Mm -hmm. Kitty Land for kids. We had Canopy Lake Park. And within Canopy Lake Park was a Turkish twist. That is a spinny ride. Oh, I, I don't it was a do spinny. Yes, they just. My mother would drop me off at the Turkish Twist, and she's like, "Go get a massage. I'm gonna go on some rides." Good luck. She just broke her hymen last week. <laughs> but it's that was on go. the Tilt a Whirl, so at least you didn't have to clean it up. But now she's got to tell everyone she had sex with Tilty. I was obsessed with the Turkish Twist because I was like, you had to be a certain age and a certain height, and I was like, I'm getting up there. I'm. There's going to be a day where I get to go on this thing. And this is the kind that would, you'd spin around, it would stick you to the walls, oh, and then yes. they'd drop the floor from underneath you. The and it always drop, seemed like yes. a good idea. And then I went on it and I puked. Oh. I, but I've never puked on a ride, so I have that going for me. Oh, better. I thought you puked and it like. No, no. I, I always puke after the fact. I am a lady. Do you ever ride the cyclone at Coney Island? Yes, that's the other one. Death like, machine. It's as if someone is like violently shaking the entire ride <laughs> while you're on it. It's like, oh yeah, it's like it's, and the crackpot, the crackpot security of the 14 year old with acne that has to make sure that your bar is in place, who is completely high and couldn't care less, and, and he walks down and just his, touches it. Yeah, yeah, stops the car with his foot. <laughs> At the end of the ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's no, like, they didn't really update it? No, they never do. It looks like it is, it's Russian roulette of roller coasters. You do not know if you're going to live past the, the 30 seconds it takes to ride this thing. Look, I didn't even know if they've ever done, like, a 
WD-40 thing on this thing because it's literally like that scene in Airplane when they're trying to calm that woman down. It's as if you're constantly being shaken and then slapped left and right. Are you guys having fun yet? Because I, everybody sounds like Catherine Hepburn when they get off oh of that. Oh my God, my like, teeth are upside down. I think I, I swallowed my tongue. Yeah, like how do you look? And your teeth are like in your eyebrows. It's always run you're, by a kid where you're like, if something ever happened on this ride, we'd all be dead. Right? Like, you know how we do the theme park voice that we've done before, which is the welcome to Coney Island. This <laughs> this kid barely could move his mouth. He's like, like fuck. Listen, Jimmy, if we don't care less, you have 12 to 30 bodies on this thing that you're going to be cleaning up. See, I like the guys that were really spirited about it. Oh, yeah, the people who got into it. Yeah, I, I mean, the apathetic ones. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I, or no, I I like the apathetic one because they have to stick with the script. So mm-hmm. like you're doing the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, and they come back, they're like, "Oh hi, matey, did you? <laughs> Yo ho ho, and a bottle of rum. By speaking of bottle of rum, you can purchase it in the gift shop as you exit to your left. <sighs> Thank you for riding Pirates of the Caribbean." <laughs> <laughs> I also want to know if these people have ever actually tested the lap belt on those, the security. <laughs> oh, I matey. <laughs> I like it when it makes you laugh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding the pretty woman ride. <laughs> Feel free to go to your shop with a golden coat condom. Now that's a theme park I can get behind. We need to create a 1980s themed park. <laughs> The pretty woman ride. Welcome to the oh, Ocean wow. Pacific store. I Would hope you, you got paid more than $3,000 for this ride. <laughs> and as you're riding, just Roxette is playing. On- <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Steel Magnolia's ride. It always ends in somebody shaking until they vomit. Feel yeah. free to have a free orange Julius. Yes, as you, as you exit, <laughs> there's like a whole juice station. A juice and a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Truvy's East. <laughs> Now that is a theme park someone should develop, I would, and I it mean, should be us. It would be the gay, it's like pride all year round. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Steel Magnolia theme park. Welcome to Pretty in Pink Teacups. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do some amusement parks. All right, this is from the Bennington Banner, Bennington, Vermont, October 11th, 1995. Dear Abby, a month ago, my 70-year-old father went on the bumper car ride at a New York City area amusement park. Within two weeks, he had developed a subdural hematoma and nearly died during brain surgery. A subdural hematoma is the injury babies sustain when they are violently shaken and the brain tears away from its lining, bouncing back and forth against the skull, causing massive internal bleeding. Jesus. Fortunately, my father survived due to the good genes, good doctors, and good luck. Someone else may say, not so lucky. Abby, please warn your readers about the danger of bumper cars and other high-impact amusement rides. I have never been on a thrill ride that didn't knock me around, but my father's experience knocked some sense into me. These rides can, in rare instances, kill people. Thanks for letting me vent. Signed, Wendy Vega in Sherman Oaks, California. Thinking about the sounds that people make on bumper cars. 
Because <laughs> they do seem like they're a good idea. And then somebody hits you and you'd be like, yeah. It seems like a good idea, but it's just really, a, it's basically like, hi, we're going to put your bully in another car. Oh, and then we're going to put his bully in another car. And then we're going to put a bully in your car. You're the only one that's trying to enjoy themselves. And those people are trying to kill you. Have fun. And See we're going to put end. a target on your back. Yeah. Dear Wendy Vega, your letters contain two important messages. It warned people of all ages about the possible danger of being bumped repeatedly for fun in a high-impact amusement ride. Also, violently shaking an infant in a misguided attempt to discipline the child can cause serious injury or death. Oh. Abby. Chance for a learning lesson there. Well, I didn't know it was a twofer. I, I didn't well, know she was... was like, as long as I'm answering this, I'm going to answer this thing about baby shaking. I like the fact that she didn't say, Dear Wendy Vega, what asshole 70-year-old man is going to get on a <laughs> bumper car ride say... and expect to be okay? That's something that sucks about getting older, is that you're like, no, this could kill me now. This thing gonna... that I did, which was fun when I was 13, could actually kill me. Yeah, no thanks. I went to great lengths on a bumper car to not get hit. I was like, I just want to drive it around the... I just want to drive it. That's the other thing. Like, isn't it supposed to be fun? But it's like, it's not fun. It's only training you for a lifetime of driving in New Jersey. Yeah. It's like, it's like, hey, do you want to go uh, uh, play with paint guns? No. It sounds like a good idea, but you're hunting your friends and shooting them. And you think and the hurts. paint is going to tickle and then it splats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And apparently you get bruised from yeah. that. It's not a watercolor fight. It is a paintball fight. At your face. Yeah. At your face. Like, fuck off. No. What's nice? Laser tag. Why? Because you're not being injured. You can no, actually. No, if you're talking about anxiety again, laser tag is the most. I can't hit a target on someone's chest that's two inches wide. I'm not asking you to do it. I'm just saying. <laughs> saying... You've got to know that there's lots of laser tag arenas in New Jersey. We should totally do this one day. That now. sounds so fucking gross. Will you they... go with me to Six Flags? Yeah, I'll go to Six Flags. Really? Yeah. Because I need to go, I need to scratch the itch this summer. We didn't get any of these amusement park rides last year. No, but I probably am going to go to my doctor beforehand. Okay, just to check for subdural hematomas. Mm-hmm. And I will not bring you on the bumper cars. I don't want to go on that thing that, I, just thinking about it makes me want to wet my pants. What, the spinning? Or the thing that just picks you up and drops you, King Dakar? Ka? Yeah, no. Oh. I don't want some Okay, king. I'll fly so I don't want King to Ka. I don't want a King Cock. I don't want to hurt myself. <laughs> I know my limits. That's a whole different ride. <laughs> and it's much more expensive. I've tried that once. and You can't use a Coke can <laughs> to get in for half off. Sew me up once. Sew me up twice. <laughs> sew me shame up on once. Me. Shame on me. <laughs> sew me up sew twice. Me call my doctor. <laughs> sew me up twice. I guess I'll sit in this I'll bath. get a frequent punch card. Yeah. Pass me the ice. <laughs> for my proctologist. <laughs> All right. I have one from the Herald Statesman in Yonkers, New York. Yonkers! Yonkers! October 15th, 1994. Mm. Amusement park antic, not amusing. Dear Ann Landers, recently I took my grandchildren to the opening of an amusement park. While walking around, a little girl about 10 years old came up to me and asked me for a dime. She said rather mournfully, I don't have quite enough to play a video game. I was taken aback, but after thinking about it for a few seconds, I gave her the dime. She thanked me nicely and then turned to a man nearby and said, You're right, Daddy. The man gave me the money. It was so easy. Oh, it's a guy. Gotta do a guy voice. I was furious. 
My first impulse was to approach the father and reprimand him for permitting his daughter to do such a thing. After a moment's thought, I decided to say nothing. Did I do the wrong thing by giving the child the dime? Was I wrong when I decided not to speak to her father? I'm collecting opinions and I'd like yours. Signed, a chump or a nice guy in Stamford, Connecticut. Dear Rita, when you gave that child a dime, you taught her that it is okay to ask strangers for money. This is a wrong message. You used better judgment, however, when you resisted the urge to tell her father off. These days, it's not smart to tangle with strangers. You never know who has a weapon or a black belt in karate. <laughs> Anne! I don't write them. I read them. So there's beggars at amusement parks? Yes. I've never seen that. Uh, I would... If you were able to afford that, then you should be Well, but to. that's why I was like, is it an amusement park or is it just like a fair? Is it a county fair that's still, a free-for-all? You, you don't have to pay to get into a fair, right? Like you, you, so. you buy tickets and then the tickets go to the ride. So you can walk oh. around the fair as much as you want. You don't get like, you don't have to pay an entry fee to go in. Unless it's, maybe sometimes you do. Sometimes you do, but for the most part, I mean, growing up, we didn't have to mm-hmm. have an entrance fee. Yeah, I think sometimes like it's like two bucks to get in, yeah. which probably pays for like. The That's awesome. That's whatever. a whole reason to have kids is to get them out there and beg people for money and uh, go out there and make some dimes for us, will you? That'd be creepy. Ew, if a kid came up to you at a park like, can you buy me cotton candy? That's weird. Weird. I'd find that that'd be so, I'd be like. What? I'd be so taken aback that I would probably do it too. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, fine. It's like if someone came up and asked you change while you're at the urinal. You're like, what? Okay. Ask you for a hug. Yeah, I'm like, I guess I could. Will you hold this? Yeah. (laughs) I need some direction. Could could you? Mm. All right, give me another article. This is from the Leaf Chronicle, Clarksville, Tennessee, December 18th, 1991. Now, this is a little different because it involves a trampoline. Still an amusement ride. I don't know about that. Dear Abby, I had to write in, a, in response to a very disappointed trampoline owner who was upset because he had to buy more insurance to cover himself if he was sued by neighbors whose kids sneaked into his yard and jumped on his trampoline. Oh. You suggested he build a fence and put a lock on it so children couldn't use a trampoline unless they were supervised. Abby... If disappointed wanted to give his children a fun toy, he may as well have given them a chainsaw because a trampoline is no less dangerous. Supervision doesn't ensure safety. My sister is a quadriplegic today because of a trampoline mishap she had years ago. (laughs) She was a trained college gymnast who had spotters watching her when she did a backflip on the trampoline and broke her neck. Who is spotting people on a trampoline? No one. During gymnastics. Oh. She never left the trampoline. Or hit the sides. Disappointed is afraid an unsupervised child will get hurt and sue him. What happens if his own ch- children get hurt? There will be no one to blame but himself. If he really loves his children, he'll get rid of the trampoline. You may use my name. Jennifer Wotzel, Welsh, Minnesota. Dear Jennifer, I am genuinely sorry about your sister's tragic accident. Because you cared enough to write, millions of readers are now alerted to the potential hazard of trampolines. If you weren't before, what a garbage thing to have in your yard. I don't understand it. I think it's a garbage thing to have in your yard, period. If you need to be warned that there is a problem of having 
children jump in the air and possibly land on their neck, then you're an asshole for not anticipating that to begin with. And if rand, if you have to take out insurance so that randoms don't come and jump on a train, if you're suddenly, if you have to, if if you have to adapt your house to the trampoline by building fences and buying locks, question the presence of the trampoline. But the same thing for a pool, because people like you know. Pool jump. Pools are enjoyable. <clears throat> Trampolines you have to are put, ridiculous. You have to put a fence around the pool half the time. But then you take out more insurance in case somebody, you know, runs and cracks their head on the side of the pool. I don't know about that. There was a lot of head cracking growing up. A lot of threats of head cracking from my yeah. family. So that just came out right now, and I'm sorry about that. It's okay. It's uh, we, didn't I, have a, we didn't have a trampoline in our neighborhood. Growing up, neither did we. It wasn't a big thing. That always seemed like it was a luxurious item. Like, if you have a trampoline, you're a rich family. Now, if you have a trampoline, you're a trash family. <laughs> well, it's also it's like... the complete opposite. Oh, congratulations. You've ruined that part of your yard. And it looks hideous. Oh, you want to make it safer? So you get that disgusting netting that you put around the side that's completely covered in hair and DNA mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. blood. Yeah, now it just looks like a netted silo in your backyard. Yeah, is, it, is, you, is this, this enjoyable? Yeah, for I don't how know. long? And like I've always said, these are the, the sounds of joy turn to sounds of pain within seconds on a trampoline. It's this. Sounds of terror. <laughs> Crack. <laughs> Every time. You can set your watch to it. It's, I, I don't understand. I mean, and how long can you spend on the trampoline? Like seriously. Before you want to vomit. I don't know. And you're like, well, I'm done. According to our neighbors, um, you can start at eight. Sorry, <laughs> that's just folded my. Like <laughs> really <I'm>... intensely. <laughs> According to our neighbors, the trampoline hours begin at eight a.m. and end at ten thirty p.m. I don't get it. The uh, screaming is so intense that like foley artists should use it for horror movies. It's so the sound of children screaming bloody murder, and I'm like, is that happiness? I don't know. Because it sounds pretty terrifying to me. I guess I'm just a very quiet person. I don't scream on roller coasters. I I don't scream when I'm on a trampoline. I don't I, under, I, mean, I used to scream I on scream roller coasters, sex. but now I'm so aware of my voice that I have a very supported, this is my roller coaster now. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like Shelly, is it Shelly Long? Yes. <laughs> yeah, like that's, it's a Shelly Long laugh now. So put me on. <clears throat> Except for King Daka, where it took my breath away and I never screamed. Mm. Welcome to the big business ride. I hear you, Shelly Long. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Hello Again. Don't choke on a chicken ball. Letting everybody go. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Cheers ride, where everybody knows your name. So. Welcome to the money pit. Don't fall through the floor. Enjoy your ride. <laughs> money pit. that's my roller coaster sound all right i got one more for you from the daily telegram or claire wisconsin oh claire claire september 1st 1961 so you know it's gonna be good get ready for this one perfect wife's amusement park rides not amusing dear ann landers yes yes Our 23-year-old son ran off and married a girl who was 19. She acts like a 12-year-old, and we want to know what to do about it. Two months after the elopement, we learned that she was five months pregnant. She refuses to wear a maternity dress because they are, quote-unquote, ugly. Instead, 
She prefers shorts and blouses, which she is bursting out of. Last Sunday, they came for dinner at eight in the evening, three hours late, and she was eating a cone of cotton candy. She announced that she had so much fun at the amusement park, riding the loop-the-loop, roller coaster, and bump the auto. She's now in her sixth month. Our son thinks she is perfect. Is there anything we can do? Signed, O and L. Dear Owen L, since your son, since your son thinks she is perfect, your advice would be unwelcome and useless. Phone your daughter-in-law's doctor and ask him to please tell her that a pregnant woman should not be taking in the rides in an amusement park. And incidentally, your son must be a moron to have allowed her to do it. Ian. I mean, I thought people went to the amusement park to get rid of their pregnancy. That's maybe what she's doing. Well, not at six months. <laughs> but also, who's letting a six-month pregnant woman on the ride? Well, Again, you can't, you can't the Coney Island kid. Yeah, but you can't say anything. You'd be like, oh, when do you do? I'm not pregnant. Oh, oh, touche. She's not wearing a paternity gown. She's wearing booty shorts and a large top. And she's proud of it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't look ugly. It's like, I'll have this cotton candy. Oh, I'd be more worried about the diabetes. She probably has. It. I like that she calls it Bump the Auto. Bump the Auto. These Welcome to Bump the Auto. I would like to play Bump the Auto, please. <laughs> Two tickets for Bump the Auto. Uh, well, everybody, welcome to Bump the Auto. If you're pregnant, um, enjoy yourself. Hi, ho, Cherry. What, what if they just charged her for two people and that was all? <laughs> like, we're going to need four tickets because you've got, this is for two. Hi, hi, Sherry. Welcome Check to Bump the Auto. Belt. If you're pregnant, you won't be when you're done, and enjoy and the ride. Congratulations. Congratulations, or I'm sorry, depending on how you feel. Well, but this was also the 60s. Weren't they all still smoking through pregnancy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. When you get smoke in the hospital. Again, nobody really gave a crap. No one gave a shit. Isn't it fun? Uh, the 80s, they were trying to kill us when we were alive. So there. There. Yeah. You know what I find amusing? What? It's time for Instagram mail. Instagram mail. Everybody check your lap bars. It's time for Instagram mail. Hope you don't get hurt when you're reading Instagram mail. So once you check your lap bar, everybody write to us on Instagram at DearPodOfficial. Slide into our DMs if you have any advice, questions, or email us DearPodOfficial at gmail.com and we will... Give you some unsolicited advice. Advice on how to live your life, damn it. So, Patty, why don't you get on the ride, put your arms over your head, and go, oh! <laughs> Come from above and land on the nose. Here we go. Oh, okay. Pod, summer is here, and so is that pesky good humor truck. I can hear him a mile away, and like a child, I race outside and race the kids on the block to give him my order. I simply cannot stop myself, and now my pants don't button. What can I do to curb my summer sweet tooth? Signed, Sticky and Sweet. Dear SS, ah, the sounds of summer. Double Dutch routines, bicycle bells ringing, a mother screaming at their kid to turn off that damn TV and go the hell outside like every other normal kid does and the distant yet distinct sound of the ice cream man. Like a dog vomiting in the middle of the night, I can hear that jingle in a dead sleep. 
And just like Columbo, I will track down that SOB at whatever cost it takes to get my hand on that elusive chip witch. The one thing that stops me in my tracks and nearly permanently freezes my front teeth upon impact. It is almost like a zombie apocalypse, watching everyone ditch whatever they were doing and sprinting towards that white box on wheels. I swear I would have run a thousand miles to catch up to that good humor man, and he knew it. Often he would see us all racing to catch up to him, and every time we got closer, he would go a little faster and then a little faster. Little Fudge Adams didn't have the stamina and would often collapse at the McCarthy's front lawn, but not before handing his coins to Andrea Puma Markowitz, the fastest girl in class with the worst set of teeth, always first to the truck and barely breaking a sweat. A creamsicle was her drug of choice, and whatever fudge he was packing away that day, I'd rather drink my calories these days than have my teeth experience hypothermia again. But I do know the temptation of that tall, handsome man with the askew paper hat serving out goodies like he was the hot guy at Estelle Getty's key party. So my advice to you is that every time you down a Choco Taco or push-up pop, remember that you are moving closer and closer to being alone. As Jerry Garcia once said to me at a piercing parlor outside of Albuquerque, while I never pass up a fatty, I prefer a nice, tight, slimmy. I think about that every time when I hear that infectious jingle echo down my street. My hands gripped the beautifully sewn silk poochie blouse given to me by Barbara Bush when we vacationed in Maine together. I hold on to remind myself that if I gave in to the sugary rush, there would be more to me to hold on to, and I would burst the seams of this exquisite frock. And for what? A good humor man who has never once bought me a nice, stiff, cold one after all these years? Good humor. Good riddance. I'm thin, damn it, and I don't need your ice cream or Puddin' pops. I'm happy, damn it. I'm happy. Abby. Wow. Somebody likes Mr. Softy. Yeah. Is there anything hotter than an ice cream man? Named Mr. Softy. Mr. Softy. Mm-hmm. They should have alcoholic trucks like that. They should have an alcoholic ice cream man. They should. They should just, I'm just saying. Or like an ice cream man who's an alcoholic? Well, that they already have. Oh, okay. I think they've got those in bulk. But. Like if you started an ice cream truck that had the same song, the the, the jingle, mm-hmm. but then adults come running, and you can hand out martinis. That would be fantastic. And you just drive around and you give liquor to adults. You just but like you trail the ice cream truck, so you work as a team. Yeah. So while the the parents are pissed that they had to buy ten chip witches, then they can just walk to the next truck, get themselves a margarita. I still I still can't imagine. Someone coming up with the name Mr. Softy. Mr. Softy. But it's got two E's, so it makes it a little bit, I don't know. But I, I mean, get like, the idea behind a soft serve. Soft serve, yeah. But I mean, can't we think of something else? Like, Swirly? Like, yeah, Mr. Swirly. Mr. Although, Swirly. Mr. McSwirly. Although then that, that... But then that makes it Irish, and I mean, <clears> come on. Or it just is reminiscent of a bully putting your head into a Swirly, bowl. yeah. There's no... Word that you're not going to have a trigger attached to it. Yeah. But I love a chip witch, and there is an ice cream man that comes into this neighborhood, and you have to promise me that we're going to do it once this summer, oh, just God. once. Take a dairy pill, do what you got to do. I'll chase that fucker down. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'll have I'm a training vintage screwball, please. The coldest one there. <laughs> Find the deadliest one in there. Could you? The hardest gumball that you have. Pop all my caps, please. It's funny you said that because Anne has something to say about that exact treat. Dear SNS, 
Maybe I'm the wrong person to ask. I'll cut a bitch for a chip witch. I'll push kids down if they stand between me and a king cone. I chased a truck to a red light for a bomb pop. Personally, I don't see the harm in some good humor now and then. The ice cream man cometh but once a year. Sure, it's for three months, maybe four if he has a mortgage, but it's a small window every year we get to enjoy snow cones and fudgicles and screwballs, the only ice cream treat with a potentially deadly ending as the frozen gumball gets lodged in your trachea. (laughs) But I understand your issue. It's no fun when the ice cream man sees you coming and drives the other direction. It's not entirely your fault. The man drives around with a vehicle full of delicious treats playing a hypnotic song. Some would argue that you are defenseless against the trance of the turkey and the straw. Chip witch. Snow cone. Fudgical. <laughs> See? You have to stop the problem at its source. Get some noise-canceling headphones and a basement. When you hear those first few notes approaching from the distance, lock your doors, slap those bad daddies in your ear, and run to the deepest space in your house, like your Emily Blunt in a quiet place. Two hours getting shushed by John Krasinski is enough to make any woman run into the middle of a field and scream. I'd rather get et by aliens than have a man tell me to be quiet. Soon enough, the siren song shall pass, and you'll be safe to emerge from your safe place, a buck ninety-five richer, a quarter pound lighter, and without a warrant for your arrest for kicking down fifth graders to get to a Klondike bar. Good luck, you sorry son of a bitch, and I'll see you in the fall. Hey! Where's the new, where's the drink thing? No! Oh, God. I did not update the specialty thing. Look at all of the work we have done to churn these things out in one weekend. All right. It's time for a specialty cocktail, specialty drink. I'm on a trampoline, having a margarita. I'm going to vomit on your face. Keep your arms inside the Take a quick pick. I'll be vomiting like a garbage pill kid. Oh, well, keep your arms inside the cart and keep your head down, baby, because it's time for the kamikaze. James Jules Ferris just got off the stand-up roller coaster. That's another one. There's a stand-up one. And is now looking forward to a nice game of skee-ball in the arcade. For this, you will need two lime pieces, two ounces vodka, a half-ounce Cointreau, and a half-ounce of Rose's lime juice. Squeeze the lime pieces into a mixing glass and drop them in. Add the remaining ingredients and ice. Shake well and serve in four one-ounce shot glasses or serve as a cocktail in a chilled martini glass. I think we're going to do a shot today. Oh, shot, oh. shot, 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 shot. Here are the tasting notes. Here's just chip my teeth. Probably. I think I just threw up a little. That's right. If you're dumb enough to go on that ride that spins and flips at the same time, you're dumb enough to do a shot with us before you puke and get back in line for King Dakar. I feel the name of this week's cocktail is so appropriate for what we do to ourselves every time we get on a thrill ride at an amusement park. We have no idea what the outcome will be, but we are willing to sacrifice our lives for a quick fix of pure adrenaline. So, let's keep it quick and simple. It's flavor and strength all in one shot. It really is the best example of liquid courage. 
So the next time you're in Las Vegas and your friends dare you to take the plunge off of the Stratosphere Hotel, throw your $150 at the good people, get harnessed up, tell your friends to pour you a shot, and as you step over the edge and scream the name of this drink as you plunge 800 feet straight down while your friends look at each other, laughing their asses off at you and saying, he just wasted $150. What an asshole. Wow, that, he's unpacking a lot in those notes. And here we are, kids. Shut, 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 shut. We're doing it. We haven't done a shot in a I'm while. Shot. I gotta drive home. I know. We're gonna. How about we do a sip shot? Mm. Oh, she tart. It's lovely. It's it, been a minute. Wait, vodka, uh, lime, and Cointreau. This brings me vodka, lime. Yeah, vodka, lime pieces, Cointreau, lime juice. It, this brings me right back to my 21st birthday because these are the shots that everybody buys for everybody. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Kamikaze shots. Kamikaze shots. This is the standard sort of like, let's get kamikaze shots if you don't want to do What's tequila. What's a kamikaze? It's really, it's it's like, really strong. It's really good. If I did this, I wouldn't walk for the rest of the day. Seriously. If I, I don't like, know the shot, last shot time I've done it. Like, I don't know the last time I've done a shot. Because we like sipping. There's the art of drinking cocktails, and then there's the art of getting wrecked. Well, also, we've been in a global pandemic, and we haven't been like, yeah, I'll do a shot with you. Who wants to do a shot of tequila? I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, shots imply <clears throat> that you're having a good time or you're about to have a good time. Yeah, not like, I just want to get blackout drunk and pretend that this year didn't happen. Exactly. That takes long-term drinking that Correct. shots can't provide. Correct. It's lovely, though. It I is like, kind of nice. I think nice. you can make a kamikaze drink, too. Yeah, you can have it as a martini. Mm-hmm. It's basically like a lemon drop, but yeah. lime. Same recipe, just pour it in a cocktail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it's just, like a lime drop. Yeah. Yeah. Like if a lemon drop, you just rim it with sugar. I always want to come back to rimming with you. you I don't want to rim you. You're a disgusting beast. But I'll rim you. Beast. You're a beast. Yeah, his notes say about the Stratosphere Hotel. This is, I'm such an adrenaline junkie that I, I like cry and laugh at the same time. And uh, me and my jewels, we went to Vegas first vacation together. And they have the rides at the top of the stratosphere. Do you know I, about I'm this? I'm so uncomfortable right now. I know because it's so high up. But there's two different rides. There's like a spinny ride that, that basically an arm extends off of the top of the building. So now you're spinning, but you're also hovering hundreds of feet in the air. But they have a roller coaster, and I use that term loosely. It's basically just a teeter-totter with a coaster car on it. And they extend the coaster car, which is just one, like, train track, basically. Mm -hmm. I'm so uncomfortable right now. They're a thousand feet in the air. They're a thousand feet in the air. And so it goes, and it brings you, so you're hovering off the side of the building. Mm Mm-hmm. But then they release a lever, and there's that feeling of the hover when that lever is released for the first time, that, that like airlessness where it's like, <gasps> and then it drops off the side of the building mm-hmm. at probably like, I'd say a 45 degree angle down. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, now we're just going to let gravity do its thing. So it drops off the side, and then the train car rolls all the way to the edge of that train, that 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 piece. Mm-hmm. So now you're like dangling upon dangling off the side. And all it is, is there's so little that's stopping you from sliding right off the edge of that thing. And we were yes. in the front car. I've never felt 
sheer terror and so much excitement all at once. It was like, oh, I'm having all of the feelings. Wait, there's more than one car? There's just one car on it. Oh, and there's only like, car. when you go on it, there's probably only about eight people. There's no getting off that thing. It was also, it was just the How many times did you go time. back and forth? I don't even, I blacked out. I absolutely, like that it just doesn't. But it's the feeling of the first time you do it and you feel it go. And you realize it like, oh, oh, fuck, this is it. There's no going back. Gravity is taking over from here. So what would you rather? So you are at a regular place and you're on the swings, right? So the swings that those big like the circle, it's yeah, in a circle. Like, you okay. know, get on the swing and spins around, okay. goes up, 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 spins around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it you break loose and you're just in the swing <laughs> and you fly wherever. <laughs> okay. That or, or you're on a roller coaster and it flies off the tracks. What would you rather? I think I would rather do this do the swing. Because as a kid, it was your ultimate thing to go to jump off and keep going. I will take the coaster because the velocity will make it faster. And the odds are, I feel like if I, if I went flying off a, a swing, I may not have enough heft behind me to kill me outright right away. Mm-hmm. If I'm dying and I know I'm dying, make it be on like the Batman and Robin coaster. That's going to have some, some like oomph behind it. What about you? I don't want to have like a snag. Like I don't want to like fly off on that swing and partially survive. And like I can only feel from like my shoulders to my eyes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I feel like that could happen. And only drink steak. You know. Mm-hmm. Whereas the roller coaster, it's like this is. I mean, I'm plunging, and I'm connected to a giant piece of metal with twelve other people, and they're all going down with me. Yeah. And I feel like it'll be faster. Yeah, because maybe it'll go upside down Mm -hmm. into that weird little pool underneath, which I don't understand why there's some kind of wet pool next to a wooden roller coaster. And maybe I'll just drown. Okay. Which is a slow death. Why is there always a a little body of water? I don't understand. Why, why, Why is there a wet anything next to a wooden structure? Well, because then what they can make it look like is they spray you with water with like a hose when you go down there. It's like, oh my God, it's like I skimmed the water. I don't know. Optical illusion, feeling illusion, I don't know. Or the ones that are next to the parking lot, like like sometimes I'm like, if this thing flies off, I'm not hitting grass, I'm hitting asphalt oh, and so- 17 other scalding hot metal objects. Uh-huh. This isn't going to go well. And a couple Jeeps. Yeah. Oof. You're going right out into that lot. Uh, but you'll be dead no. by then. I think uh, you'll have a heart attack. Yeah, I think I would be. I think I'd be dead by then. Yeah. Or if I'm not, alone. can you imagine? Like, And then going up to heaven, like, I can't fucking believe. What do you mean? You were dead before? No, I was dead when I hit the, the cement. When did you die? I think I had a heart attack before I hit the cement. It's amazing. So lucky. I fucking hit that thing. That, that hurts so bad. Did it? Did it? No, no. It was dead by the time we went off the track. You think you're going to heaven? <laughs>